Guys, the food the food here has been amazing. <laughs> like not That's just so like good. good for hospital food. Like it's been good. Like it's actually good. good. Oh, I'm Ooh. so glad Chicken to hear steak, that. Carrots. With, I'm sorry. Uh, carrots. <laughs> this needs to. This needs to be in. Yes. <laughs> it's ranch dressing. Okay. Do they have any like lemon, lemon or Caesar? Do you have lemon or a Caesar? Give me some chicken fried steak, y'all. Oh hell yeah! Sounds amazing. No, deserve they have, like, it. Herb salmon. The cheeseburger yeah, was really good. The Ooh. chicken Caesar salad, like it's just like, so good. Are we all still rolling? <laughs> special guest with us this week we do and it was kind of perfect timing you know we know her pretty well um I've known her (laughs) you know pretty long time and uh we had already kind of planned ahead that this was going to be the episode she was going to be on not knowing all this would happen and also which we'll get to there's some parallels I feel like in this episode between her and I which we'll which we'll explore um but we are going to welcome a new buddy to the pod Mallory Moser, my sister, my BFF. Say hi. She's looking at me from across, across like, the room. Should I, should I say hi? I'm like, <laughs> is now my time? I'm trying to not overlap because we're in the same room. So I don't want to, I don't want to make the editing process too crazy. <laughs> Thank you for being respectful. We'll play our little buddy music okay. to intro you. Okay, Do a little nice. dance. If I our new buddy. needed you, buddy, you know now I really do. But don't ever let me start feeling lonely. Woo! Welcome wow. our new buddy. Yeah. Thank you. I like our chill, our chill buddy intro. I do. It's <laughs> a chill. I, I just picture like a slow stroll to the to the front of the stage yeah. or yes. wherever I'm entering. All right, Mal, tell <laughs> Mal, tell, tell us who you are. Tell us about you. Oh, oh, great. Um, hey, everyone. So I'm Monica's sister, Mallory. I am wearing my Texas Forever shirt, so I'm, I'm ready. Uh, yes, I'm a singer. I'm a performer, teacher, video editor, uh, extraordinaire. Put on some new oh, hats. Plug your biz. Plug your yes, biz. Yes, sure. I'll, I'll plug. So I, I sing uh, in an acapella group called Backtrack Vocals. Uh, we are a five-member vocal group, and uh, we've got a little more time on our hands during this crazy COVID time. So very excited taking on some new projects and excited to be a guest today on this awesome podcast. So thanks for having me. Woo! We love side hustles in this family. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All about that side hustle. Right. I mean, literally, the nurses keep walking in. They're like, what is going on? I'm like, oh, I'm podcasting. I'm podcasting. Can you come back in a little bit? <laughs> Very serious business is being had. Yeah. Carly also mentioned right before she was um, like going to go under for surgery, she was plugging the podcast. So she's got her priorities. Oh, yes. Okay. This is a, a good lighthearted uh, switch <laughs> from the whole, you know, new cancer situation. Right. Um, so, so it all happened really fast. So it was like 
Wednesday of this last week, back pain turned into like not being able to walk. So like this 12 hour whirlwind, all of a sudden I was in like being wheeled into spinal surgery. Most people, you know, maybe like weeping at the bedside and la di da. Um, apparently I was in the OR room plugging this podcast to every surgeon and every nurse in the <laughs> OR. <laughs> Amazing. Making sure the TX Forever pod Got out there. I love it. Oh yes. Gotta grow so, those gotta grow those followers. It's true. Even in the mm-hmm. OR. Grassroots. <laughs> <laughs> I, they were like, okay, all right, let's let's get this girl under. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. You're like, but the podcast. All right, episode eight, guys. <laughs> episode eight. Crossing the line. Crossing the line. I when I heard this title, I just thought of the sexual harassment video that they watch in the office and he's like and we can talk about when a certain line or a certain um you know phrase crosses the line that's what i keep hearing in my head daryl banger (laughs) (laughs) that is the office sexual harassment season two season two yep i think this is a this is a friday night lights podcast like featuring the office and gilmore girls every week <laughs> and parks and rec yep it's like it's a quasi you know it's a combo pod yep yep we talk about tv shows but like also friday night Lights. Right. Yeah, it's pretty even all right well this was a good episode this was not fillery at all i felt like no I a lot agree. of stuff yeah i loved i loved getting more billy and tim me too yes we got some we have a lot voice. of notes about the rigs so since we just bummed all of y'all out with the that heavy intro. Should we just go right into our into our I bits? think so. Yeah. So this episode came out November twenty eighth, two thousand six, and yeah, Jason confronts Lila about her and Tim. Matt asks Coach Taylor's daughter if she would like to go out sometime, leading Taylor and his wife <laughs> to worry about her. That is the IMDb synopsis. <laughs> so strange. So weird. Coach Taylor's daughter. Like we don't know who Julie right. is. I know. I feel like the people that write these like have never watched the show. I would concur. Probably yes. Not. <laughs> yeah, let's start this episode off as we always do with some Texas things. All right, what you got, Mom? I only have one thing, and I don't even know if it is a Texas thing. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have a ton of Texas. No, stuff. this one wasn't very Texasy, but I said it's Jimmy's a Southern thing, like a word for sprinkles. When they kept talking about, you know, you want an ice cream with Jimmy's on it. When Smash is like teaching oh. Matt how to flirt. Wait, we might need to fact check yeah. this because I'm having a memory of somebody, probably in a podcast. I think that Jimmy's is an old word for sprinkles that's actually like really racist now. <gasps> really? Uh-oh. Oh, we do need to find I'm, that out. Hold on. Let, wait, let me look it up really quickly. Well, wow. Because I, don't, I, I remember them saying this Jimmy's. is bringing back a memory. So he, I wrote um, in my breakdown thing, I said, smash Miyagi's Matt. Because he's like teaching him how to flirt with the girls and be like, no, let me tell you what you want. You know? So yeah. he goes, no, I don't think that's what you want. And she's like, well, what do I want? And he goes, I think you want an ice cream with Jimmy's. Okay. Yeah. Look, the age old question of whether Jimmy's are racist. <sighs> There's dissent as to whether the term strictly applies to chocolate sprinkles. Oh, oh, but far more importantly, there's a disagreement over whether the term is racist. So I think the fact that like they are referring to chocolate sprinkles, that it used to be Jimmy's used to be used as a derogatory got term. It, got it. Because I heard someone in a podcast talk about how they grew up saying Jimmy's and that they said it once and got all of these like stares. Weird. Um, Weird. 
I've never heard that. So we'll fact check that. Yeah. So racist sprinkles is the only Texas thing I have. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. I had a... I, I, well, I just love them. I mean, Tammy and Lila's talk, which we'll get into yeah. later. But um, I just love their, them chatting under the bleachers. That felt pretty Texas Yeah, that's to me. true. Well, under I the bleachers that. That chat. Also, we had some serious, some serious church. I was going to say. Like the collection going I around. was going to say the black church felt, not yeah. that that's specifically a Texas thing, but um, brings me back Bible to the South for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I did want to clarify. Yes. I feel like on a lot of our episodes, we're like, oh, my God, that, like, field was so Texas. Or, like, <laughs> we say stuff is so Texas. We're like, it's kind of everywhere. So I want you all to know that we don't think just these certain things come from Texas. <laughs> yeah, I feel like our Texas stuff, sometimes it's just, like, stuff that reminds us of our right. child, our Texas childhood. Yes. Uh, we're, yeah, we're like, that cloud was, that was very Texas-y. Texas-y. <laughs> that cumulonimbus Texas cloud. <laughs> I also just felt like the whole, I mean, going back to, oh, I did have a fact check. Oh, we forgot to do a little fact check. I know. Check. I, the problem is we've we've kind of gotten ahead with episodes. So I wasn't sure what we talked about I in know. the last one. Well, I had one, one little fact check was that I was talking to Nick, our guest from episode yes. four. He just wanted to clarify that when he said that Shrek won Best Picture, he knew he knew that it was animated Best Picture. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, Mel, we had this snafu because I remember hearing that actually. Yeah, and I was like, really? It did? Okay. <laughs> like, I guess I guess Shrek just like really topped them all. <laughs> what if Shrek won like Best Motion I know. Picture? <laughs> well, and I loved. It made me think of when. So when they had the Moonlight La La Land snafu, which again is the second time I've said snafu in this episode already. Um, it's your word of the day. I word snafu. of the day. They, a lot of people made memes out of that because he like looks at it. He's like in the middle of a speech and he's like, oh, there's been a mistake. This is, this is for Moonlight. And people would like put a movie title over it. And so my favorite one was Shrek. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, the other correction I have is that like 18 million of my family members after, so was so it's like, it's like all of our corrections are from episode four since that was just yes. released with Nick. But so I had about a hundred family members reach out to me and um, remind me of the fact that Nick and I are second cousins. Oh, okay. oh yes, we were talking about the re- once removed, yes. twice <laughs> removed. So he's a cousin yes. of a cousin. So our grandmas are sisters. Okay. Yeah. Because I think the removed thing is generational. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like if you're if like he was a lot older if he was like the parent of i guess his parents would be right. your second cousins once removed or something like that because you have your cousins and then your first cousins no, and no. Your <laughs> we don't need to we don't need to get into it but it's removed is generational like you said yes second third is like how many okay but how many i'm just yeah. kidding <laughs> <laughs> Okay, the other Texas thing I had, and this just kind of goes back to how I think in one of our earlier episodes, I talked about how our friend uh, Kelsey, who is a big friend of the pod, fan of the show, she said that, you know, one of her reactions after watching the show was that it felt very um, conservative. And I think this was a good example of it. Like after Julie's talking to her parents about going on a date and that kind of being like a big deal and the dad needing to get involved and have a talk with her, like I feel like that's pretty... That's pretty yes. Texasy, conservative. Um, just like that whole ordeal about Julie going on a date felt pretty, pretty yeah, Texas. I agree. I know he said um, that Kelsey was like, it's very religious. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Um, that's all I've got. I don't think we had a ton of ton of uh, true Texas stuff. Although we did get a lot of Alamo freeze. We did, in this episode. but like quasi Dairy Queen. DQ. DQ. Wait, everybody, favorite DQ order. Oh, is Dairy? Sorry, is Dairy Queen the orange Julius? What? Does Dairy Queen have the orange what? Julius? No, no, that's a separate place. It's called Orange Julius. Orange Julius <gasps> is the place. It's like smoothies no. and stuff. Really? Hold on. They sometimes were in the same like Wait. shopping center Building. or something. Yeah. Or like at the mall, it was like DQ slash OJ. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. No, DQ is like, yeah, like blizzards. Okay. Yes. Reese's, yeah. r- bl- like vanilla blizzard with with um, with um Reese's and Oreos maybe. That's mm. probably my fave. Mine is just like the vanilla cone dipped in the the malt chocolate that hardens. Oh, yes. Yes. Hard shell. Hard mm. shell chocolate. Yes. With no jimmies. We're not doing No jimmies. We're, we're we can't. Jimmies. We can't do jimmies. <laughs> <laughs> jimmies are canceled. <laughs> okay. I'm looking this up. Are Dairy you Googling Queen is the DQ? Parent. Dairy Queen is the parent. Monica's Googling Dairy Queen right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's the parent organization of Orange Julius. Okay. You just had to, you had to affirm oh. that they are related. Okay. Yeah. They are related. I we weren't really big into if if we were gonna splurge growing up, we would go to like and or not Andy's that was at college, uh, Curly's or um, like Cold Stone. But DQ, mm, I mean, what's Cold your favorite Stone, like, you know, concrete ice cream or a sundae or something? Oh, are you talking to me? Yes, we've Carly and yeah, I have just both like in general, shared. What's your favorite you ice cream bit? Oh, <laughs> I, I think it was the same as you. What vanilla with Reese's? Yeah, yeah. Sorry to be boring. No, no, it's. Can I tell you all about a really good joke I made one time? I guess we have to yes. hear it, yeah. So my friend worked at Cold Stone, and she was talking about her experience, and I just said, did you like it, love it, or did you got to have it? Oh. Those are the sizes. No. Okay. Y'all, we just want to apologize. We just want to apologize on my Monica behalf, please. <laughs> it's good. It's good. All right. Should we go to Tammy Town? Uh. Yeah, we got, some Tammy. Tammy. we got some Tammy stuff to Ma- upload. Mallory loved Tammy in this episode. I have some notes of, of Tammy. <laughs> Yay. Okay, good. Why don't you good, start good. us off, Mel? Okay, sure. Well, Monica and I have been chatting about how we just, we love the kind of throwaway lines of Tammy's. Like, they're not mm. really plot furthering, but they're just like, they're such real moments. Like, early, uh, a couple episodes ago, she has a moment where she's like, oh, I just... I got to order more of those chocolate covered blueberries <laughs> or something like that as they're just like watching TV. <laughs> like it's just mumbles. kind of a mumble to like open the scene. Um, our favorite line yeah, from yeah, this yeah. one is uh, she goes up to Lila and she's like, gosh, Lila, you just got to tell your mom, like, I have not gotten a chance to start the secret life of bees. <laughs> she, <laughs> oh, I, I, I pulled the clip. That. I'll play it now. <laughs> I'll play it. Play it. Lila? Wondering, would you mind just telling your mom I'm not even halfway through the Secret Life of Bees? And- <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and like, what a perfect book for Wait, them to read. I forgot what Secret Life of Bees was. It's kind of like a like a help book. No, I don't. Uh, she looked at me like unsure. It's a it's a. I think it's a nonfiction book. It's like a race relation white savior book. Because it was a movie. <laughs> um, yeah, it's kind of a. I think it's. Oh, you mean like help? Like the, the help. help. Yeah, I think it's in the same. It lives in the same oh. world as the help. Like, the like, help. yeah, like um, interracial reconciliation. Uh, yes. Yeah. Also, how many book clubs is Tammy in? Good goodness, it's the same one, right? 
The same book club? Yeah, I think well, so. Well, she does She does have a lot of literary prowess. She does. I'm going to show them my <laughs> literary prowess. Yeah, I think it's, it's a girl. It's Dakota Fanning, right? She escapes yeah. and, like, finds the truth about uh, her mother who she, – or she's trying to find her mother and she ends up kind of being adopted by this – black family um is it um oh yeah jennifer hudson is oh, in i have it? zero memory of that yeah i i think we saw it but um Jay queen Hun. latifah's in it alicia keys you know stacked cast so are we talking about hairspray <laughs> hairspray it's the <laughs> sequel of hairspray uh but we just love we just love <sighs> the tammy kind of just like real life like just yep. little little uh sound bites little little real life moments you know yeah yeah, even like in the couple episodes ago when she's on the phone about when she's getting roped into all of the like parent clubs and she's like, oh, oh, yes, I, I like the ones with sprinkles in them too. We can do that. She's like making 58 cupcakes right. or whatever. Oh, the the Rice Krispies. <laughs> buy all the ribs. Yeah. Buy all buy, the steak. Buy, buy, <laughs> all buy, the ribs. Buy it all. Okay, this, what, this episode though does have one of my f- all-time favorite Tammy like chats yes. when she's talking to Lila. So this is right after Secret Life of Bees. Yeah. Um, and Lila is just like crying. <laughs> um, and so then we see them go under the bleachers and, and we don't hear it, but clearly Lila has told her about the whole situation with Tim and Jason. So here we go. Jason Street has been hurt. <laughs> Worse than he has been in his whole life. I've loved me too, but I wanted to ask you: Do you think you would give that advice? Had the same question. I think we should unpack this. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about the advice. Let's unpack it. Okay, let's each go around and say what we're. (laughs) (laughs) I I think I agree with her to not tell him. I mean, like it feels like lying and hiding, but there are some things. There are some times where unburdening something that you've done against somebody is is like a relief for you and not like how is that going to serve Jason you know like he has already been hurt so much and that she she's in turmoil but that's because of her own actions and if she you know like she needs to be responsible for that and deal with that and her telling Jason would just only be to make her feel better yeah but I don't know what what do you guys think I agree with that I just I mean, I'm always about honesty as the best policy. Um, honesty is the policy. And I feel like if she was to tell him later in life or like whatever, like he would have just felt like this whole time was a lie because she was also had this thing with mm-hmm. Tim. I don't know. I, I get the sentiment of you're just unburdening yourself. But I don't know. Yeah, I feel like I'll just second both of you. I think. I see where she's coming from. I think she's coming at it from the sense of like, if if you really want to put this behind you and be there for him, you know, it's not going to, yeah, it's only, it's only serving you to, to dump this on him. But I just, I just don't think I could carry that kind of a lie forever. And I, I and I think that 
inevitably it would come out and it only would be worse if it came out later and or if he found out yeah. from somebody else or like mon said if it, if he told her if she yes. told him much later that would be super deceitful you know true well and what i take is like it makes sense to me for her to say like don't tell him at least like not right now like let what what does she say like don't you hurt that boy which i just love that line but what I take issue with, though, like if he had no idea and she was making that decision, I agree with it. But the fact that he knows and asks her and then she deliberately yes. lies, that's when I'm kind of like. Bad news bears. Yeah. Not I don't know about that. OK, we can unpack that farther sure. in the episode. But I did. I just loved her, her delivery, that whole line that don't you hurt yeah, that boy. I did, too. Well, so good. I think I think we can all agree Tammy was coming from a very good place. For sure. Yeah. For my final Tammy moment was um, I loved when she goes to talk to Julie about the boy and about the boy, about Matt. (laughs) The boy. (laughs) And this line made me laugh a lot. You, you know, are comfortable. I haven't even told him yes yet. Okay, good. I mean, oh. Oh, yeah. We love that. She goes, okay, good. I mean, oh. (laughs) I mean, such a fake, such a fake, like. Like, delayed reaction. Oh. Right, like, I'm neutral. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I thought she was kind of... I liked her, um, the whole dynamic of her trying to transition Eric into being a girl dad. Like, most of all of his days and nights are filled with being, like, a boy dad, basically, with the team. And she's kind of having to be like, hey, Eric, uh, you have a daughter, and some guy stuff is happening, and you need to engage and she really had to like push him to be like this is a big deal she needs to hear from her father right now I like that too because so many of the times it's like okay the father talks to the son and the daughter I mean the mother talks to the daughter yeah I liked that she would know his perspective and that um that would resonate with her probably more than her mom being like what do you think you know I just love a a (laughs) father-daughter dynamic I think it's adorable yes Obby, yeah. we love it. Okay, most important thing we need to talk about is the rally girl three-way yeah. issue. What the hell? I mean, we've discussed right. our issues. With rally, the rally girls are girls extremely problematic. And the whole, yeah. They're school-sanctioned prostitutes. <laughs> well, and I also, okay, you know, you deal with that however you need to, but she was like shaking like it felt like she had seen a ghost like I would just be more like like I'm scared I don't know she was just like terrified I was like is he like emotionally abusing you this is who who is so the girl comes into so the the rally the rally girl comes into Tammy's office and she's sitting on the couch she's like quivering in fear she looks like she has just been like assaulted And she she goes, one of the panther, she doesn't say a name, she just goes, a panther. <laughs> a panther wants me to have a three-way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then she goes, she, he said, if I do it, he'll date yeah, and she's me like, I really whatever. like him. And I, I also just don't like that display of a female. I know that there's girls out there that are like, I'll do anything to let him like me. But I'm just like, okay, let's not display that the average student like that. <laughs> Also, in high school, I mean, maybe I was a prude, but like, I know. Was that really, really happening? Is that going on in high school? Yeah. Yeah. Not at Virginity Valley, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no three ways that I knew really, of. <laughs> no, not, not at our little TBS. <laughs> Although, you know, if it, it tweeted us, right. maybe. If you, if, you have been, <laughs> if you have been in a Trinity Valley three way, email us. <laughs> We'd love to have you on. 
Yes, all three of you. <laughs> Come on the show. But also, Tammy doesn't even really say anything. She's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> kind okay. of a weird, like, I just wonder why that was even in there. Yeah, kind of. A, I think it was to. I, know. I was like, Tammy, engage. Well, it was to make her more nervous about Matt, I think. Yeah. But I'm also like, okay. Oh, yeah. You've seen Matt. Like, he can't even talk to Julie. He can't even like, string three words together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although now he's got his new little buddy influence. True. Smash. Yes. True. That dynamic's so but we'll funny. Get, we'll get into yes. that. Okay. We had some good music this time. Should we dive yes, in? let's do it. We had one of my, another one of my, like, all-time favorite songs. Me too. I was excited when I saw this was the one. Yeah. yeah. So this episode... The songs ranged from 1973 to 2006. Um, the only Texas act was Explosions in the Sky. And yes, my favorite song was the final song of the episode. Um, and we'll get to the scene, but it's when Tim comes in after Jason punched him in the face. And it's this really, really Oops. sweet brotherly moment where they don't need to talk. They just need to sit next to each other and share a meal. Mm-hmm. So... This is Dead Man's Will Break by bread. exactly Break Peas. Break Frozen Peas together. <laughs> Break Frozen Peas. This is Dead Man's Will, Calexico, and Iron and Wine. Give this stone to my brother. song so much it reminds me so much of yes. high school and i love the subtle xylophone in there great thank you so i wanted to kind of like dig deep into <laughs> iron and wine and the calexico collab but they just yeah. like each other and they collaborate on albums together that was really all i could find and they their voices really <laughs> gel well together i didn't know i don't know calexico really as yeah. a band on its own I've never really listened to just just Calexico. Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't, I'm not familiar. Yeah. The only thing I wanted to talk about this time was I, you know, I find my, I find the songs from the episode on TuneFind and sometimes it's wrong or they have songs in there that were not in the episode. Like Lips of an Angel mm-hmm. was supposedly <laughs> the first song of the episode. And I was like, no way. Coming from Wait, the how does lips that song go again? of an angel. Lips of an angel. Hearing my okay. words, <laughs> it sounds so sweet. <laughs> sweet. Yes. So that oh made God. me laugh. Yeah, don't remember no, that. That was not there. And then a song that was there, this band name made me chuckle, Tokyo Sex Destruction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> yes. But yeah, that was... That um, little chestnut. That little chestnut. That song, The Dead Man's <laughs> Will, um, that's also on the soundtrack. So that's been one of my favorites since I started watching the show. And I have mm-hmm. the scene pulled from the end. So we'll um, be able to hear it in the scene okay, later. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. What else we got? That's all I got for musicians. You want to review the tape? Yeah, let's review the tape. 
I don't have a ton of like super filmy details, just some fun facts for y'all today. Um, okay, first of all, so we spent a lot of time in the with the Riggins boys this episode um, and in their house. So one of the fun facts I was reading about, so they, for, for all of the show, they use like real houses, real establishments, whatever, like they weren't building sets. So apparently the Riggins house was actually like disgusting, like should have been, um, what's it called when they like shut down a house? Fumigated? No, like condemned, condemned. 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 After they would film in there, Tim, uh, uh, Taylor Kitsch would say he would have like itchy bites and stuff and that they all hated shooting there and that it was so gross. That's so funny. And so when I saw them, when they have the fight, when Billy and Tim are fighting, rolling on on all over the ground, I was like, ew, they're probably eating bugs. And they're like rolling in the cheeses. (laughs) It's literally like cheese puffs just like all over their backs. (laughs) So Um, so yeah, apparently the Riggins house was um, pretty much as dirty as you would imagine two teenage boys living alone would be. Yeah. (laughs) Just real gross. (laughs) That's hilarious. Um, Okay, and then we have a little continuity flaw. So, Oh, tell me. In this episode, so Julie right now is a sophomore. I caught this too. She's supposed to be a freshman. Yes. So she's got to be a freshman because in season four, she's a senior. Yep. And we're in season one and she's a sophomore. So there's a little bit of a Mm -hmm. whoopsies. Yeah, I remember being like really obsessed with figuring out what class everyone was in. Yeah. And so Jason's a senior. Tim, Lila, Matt are sophomores and Landry and Julie are freshmen. But yeah, they said they're, that she's a sophomore, but that's you'll when you finish watching, you'll see that's not correct. So I'm curious if it comes up again or if it's like just this episode that they messed it up. But yeah. they seem to be playing pretty loosey-goosey with uh, however long these they want these kids in high school. <laughs> right. So that was kind of interesting. Yeah, next next episode, she's like, Julie's in seventh grade. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I do feel like you have to just suspend disbelief because yeah. I feel like the Riggins are in their 30s. Like I, I just like, I mean, I we were laughing about um about uh what's older Riggins? Billy. Uh, Billy. Like there's no way he's younger than like 28. I <laughs> but know, he's he supposed to be, I guess, like, like maybe 20 or 21. Yeah, we've yeah, debated yeah. on how old he's supposed to be. He's got to be like. Yeah. Yeah, he's got to be early 20. Like, co- like early he didn't 20s. go to college, so, so he's staying with Tim. So he's got to be like college Tim, age ish. Yeah. Right. But I'm like, yeah. He, yeah, he could pass as like 32. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely looks totally. old as shit. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> So this episode was directed by Jeff Reiner again. So he directed um, most of season one. So um, nothing new there. Um, but another, f- this was just a fun little, a little whoopsies we had. And we'll post a screenshot of it on the, on the gram. But so when the Taylors are like cooking dinner and, and Julie's kind of telling them about Matt and stuff, there is literally a camera guy in the shot. <laughs> Like no, not not just a what? not just a boom mic, not just the edge of a camera, like camera guy in the shot. <laughs> we're have to we're gonna have to go back. Yes, yeah. I, I marked the time code. That. It's at fourteen fifty six, but we'll post a screenshot um, of it in the episode. But yeah, it's like full on camera guy with a shoulder mount. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's amazing. <laughs> so a little whoopsie, little whoopsie daisy. Um, but other than that, we didn't have any like super specific. 
um, like interesting things they did with any of the shots this time. I mean, we mostly spent time inside of uh, the Taylor house, the Riggins house and the rehab center. Um, So nothing too fancy this time. Mostly just a couple of little Friday night goofs. Right. Uh, Friday night fails. Friday night fails. There it is. Okay. Yeah. A couple Friday night fails. Uh, But yeah, that's about, that's about all I've got for review the tape. Love it. All right. So I'm actually going to monsplain some quad rugby. Oh yeah. Okay. I want to hear. Yeah. Cause I decided why, well, just why not? So I went to that trusty old source, Wikipedia and learned a little bit about uh, quad rugby, which is also called wheelchair rugby, originally called murder ball. Oh my God. <laughs> which is. That's light. Yeah, so dense. <laughs> um, and it is a murder team sport ball. for athletes <laughs> with a disability. Um, it is practiced in over 25 countries around the world and is a summer Paralympic sport. Um, mm. The U.S name is based on the requirement that all wheelchair rugby players need to have disabilities that include at least some loss of function and at least three limbs. So I guess quad rugby, that's where that name comes from. Although most have spinal cord injuries, players may also qualify through multiple amputations. So like the other um, player that uh, Jason ignores when he's like telling him about the girlfriend (laughs) in the last episode Um, or neurological disorders or other medical conditions. So Wheelchair rugby, murder ball, quad rugby. <laughs> Although, honestly, I'm not surprised that it was ever called murder ball because it is so terrifying. Oh, I my know. God. I know. When Jason gets knocked over and I'm like, oh, my gosh, what if he just, like, injured himself even he's more? He's like a month yeah, like, what out if he of gets... his accident. Yeah. 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 It is no joke. We were talking about that. It's like the stakes feel so high. <laughs> I know. I wonder if anybody's ever died. I hope not. We'll fact check it. <laughs> yes. Another one of the f- not so funny, but funny parallels, you guys. So like as I move, as I recover from the spinal cord surgery, um, I'm literally going to spinal rehab just like Jason. <laughs> oh my so after this hospital trip, I'm going to go to a rehab center. They they already told me that my roommate's name is Herc. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> No, but it is going to be, apparently it's really intensive. I get like three hours of, of rehab a day. Um, and they wow. like go to the weight room and do all this. So, so we're going to keep you all posted on, on, uh, me slash Jason's life. <laughs> yes, please Although do. I mean, I'm, the parallels are uncanny. <laughs> seriously, it's kind of insane. It's so insane that it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but just to be clear, I am not in I'm not in any way like paralyzed or debilitated. Like I am expected to regain full function. Just PS listeners. <laughs> Praise. Praise yes. the Lord. So no quad so, so no murder ball for me. <laughs> <laughs> no murder ball. Just maybe some regular ball. Okay. Should we get into the fashion report? Oh yes, the fashion report. Oh, I have a couple things for fashion today. Yeah, me too. I do as well. Oh, perfect. Let's go. <gasps> Fashion. Fashion. <laughs> we'll mix Mal on there. Yeah, Mallory participated, whereas Nick, our first guest, was like, I'm, I'm going to let y'all do that. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna, can <laughs> yeah. I sit out that one, please? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I love it. I love it. Okay, so more Smash's polos. 
I, yes. It's the only thing they've literally ever put him in until we see him in the Alamo Freeze uniform. <laughs> yes. I said, well, I go to smash own anything but polos. And then right as I said that, the next scene, he has like a button down. So I was like, okay. But it's still very oversized and childlike. <laughs> somebody <laughs> And please... brightly colored usually. Yes. Yes. Somebody please send Smash some, we need to, uh, what not to wear, Smash. Remember that show? Yes. Loved that show. Loved it. We need to send him shopping. Yes. Smash needs a wardrobe <laughs> update. Um, okay, I also loved Billy's uh, Canadian tuxedo when he goes to practice. <laughs> yes. Yes, that was my, that I have the most random notes. I feel like maybe this could be a funny social media post of just like the, the random notes Your I random have in notes. one of them. Yeah, let's do it. Right under, um, right under Tyra's stank face and secret life of bees, <laughs> I have Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> <laughs> Which we debated the name. I think Mallory, Y'all, what did you say I think first? I said Canadian cowboy first. And I was like, I thought it was... Um, you said cowboy tuxedo. Cowboy tuxedo. And, then, was, I, and then we looked it up. It was the perfect hybrid. Canadian yes. tuxedo. Yeah, so Double if, denim. Yeah, if y'all don't know what a Canadian tuxedo is, it is when you are wearing denim on top, denim on bottom. Um, ideally denim accompanied day. by a bolo tie. Yes. <laughs> it is yeah, a so, look. It is a very specific look. It's kind of back. Very popular in Nashville. Yeah. I would wear like jeans with a jean jacket and I still do that. Yeah, I found myself accidentally Canadian tuxedoing a couple times in the last few years. I think it's I think it's not a bad move if if the jean jacket is like a layer. I think if it's like only jean on jean, (laughs) it's it's problematic. (laughs) I'm gonna wear jeans. Potentially problematic. I'm gonna wear jeans and my denim button down. Yeah, see, no. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm much. saying. That's too much. You got to have something else to pop, I think, in, in, in the middle of that. <laughs> so this is when Billy So this is when Billy goes to practice, and he's kind of, like, pestering Coach T. Because in our last episode, when we had that game, we saw Smash, like, totally uh, eat shit in front of the um, recruiters. But Tim yeah. stepped up to the plate and had this awesome game. So his older brother, Billy, is, like, really – I think it's so cute how he's, like, getting invested I know. Um, but he shows up to practice and he's like, hey, I know there were recruiters there. And Tim had that like awesome game. Do, like, what do we need? Do we need to do something? Yeah, I love um, that. too. It's cute. Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, Tim, great game the other night, right? Like kind of trying to like <laughs> buddy buddy with coach while he's yes. trying to <laughs> trying to coach. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, um, that that was a I, I mean, I kind of thought he rocked it. I liked it. I did. Canadian if anyone can rock that, Billy can. Yeah. Billy. Um, I also loved Lila's little headband. I put Lila's headband. Remember her headband? That was super cute. It was cute. It's cute to see her hair pulled back instead of her bangs. Just for a change up. More things we love about Minka Kelly. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Let's not objectify her this time like we do every episode. (laughs) We'll try try to stop objectifying Minka Kelly. Hopefully she'll come on the show and and not feel violated one day. Right. (laughs) 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 I noted Tyra's Um, cowboy boots. In the, oh, I didn't um, notice them. When they hook up in the grocery store, which we'll talk about. Oh, yeah. We need to get into that. Yeah. I also just noted that, like, uh, Coach Taylor's hair is super long. Yeah, it's getting he's looking, he's looking like an eighth grade boy these days. They need to give him a trim. He needs a cut. It's like he was in quarantine. Yeah. He's got the quarantine quaff. Quarantine, quarantine look. I was just going to say uh, a funny moment it was Smash 
looking at himself in the like reflection of the napkin holder at the Alamo freeze. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, he's probably like, oh yeah, again, it's like me not in a polo. Let me see how I look. <laughs> he's right, like just, checking himself out. <laughs> like there's nothing he can do to his hair or anything. Like he has to look the exact same every single day. Right. right. So I don't so know what what do you think that. you could change, Smash? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, that's all I've got for the fashion report. I really liked Jason's baseball tee. I love a good baseball tee. I think it's when Coach comes and visits him. Visited some. Oh, I agree. Oh, yeah. We'll get into that in the episode, but I loved that scene. Yeah. But, yeah, why does why does every single guy look good in a baseball tee? I do not know. I do not know. You know what else I'm really into? I forget what it's called, but now that we're entering the winter season. Oh, an ascot. <laughs> an ascot? What? The, like, the, On like, men? Yeah, is that the right thing I'm thinking of? The like kind of cross neck sweater. Oh, that's not what an ascot. <laughs> an ascot, Monica, is like those little driving scarves that women wear, and they like oh. tie them around their neck. <laughs> right? No, 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 no. Wait, yeah, what, what are you, are you thinking, of? thinking of? I gotta Google it. Uh, okay, Dairy Queen Google, ascot Google. <laughs> Guys, Monica's sweater recall ain't great today. Style. It's like a wide tie. Ask. Well, there's an ascot tie. No, I'm not. It, ascot was completely wrong. Okay. <laughs> you were, we were just not even close. Oh, I can just I can show it to you. This. Oh, like a. I feel like that's oh. just like a cross-necked sweater. It's like a it's like a sweater that has a wide neck. Yes. I oh, would say we post a picture of it, but I don't think it's a interesting shawl? enough. I think but it's I do a shawl agree with call- you that they look good. Yeah, it's cute. It's got like a wide, a wide neck that crosses over. It's just like a yes, nice. It's called men- a shawl color collar. <laughs> a okay, nice okay. men's sweater. I'm into that. Okay, ball collar. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. How uh-huh. do we feel about um? S- Sorry, guys, my hiccups are returning. Let me just warn y'all, listeners. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> um, how do we feel about Smash in the uh, Alamo freeze hat? Oh, it's cute. I think it's cute. I think that's why he was checking himself out. I mean, Smash has so much confidence that he still looks like cool in it. Like Matt looks like a little dork. <laughs> I know. Yeah, Smash, yeah. Smash still looks good in his little uni. Yeah. All right. Shall we break it down? Let's do it. My first note was people getting frisky in this episode. Yeah. What the hell? Okay. Um. Yeah. I feel like we totally skipped whatever, like whatever led up to Tyra and Tim all of a sudden just like hooking up again. I know it's weird. Literally, they just looked at each other at the grocery store, and we were like, yeah. "Well, I guess that's happening again." We totally yeah, missed that like lead in the up. Storage? They're like in the storage closet. I know. Oh, were they? It's very at weird. The grocery store still? Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Like they couldn't even wait and like go home. <laughs> all she did was offer to buy him magazines, and he's like, "That's it. That's my ticket in." Right. Yeah. And the double entendre. Of, I think I'm going to get a ride with Tyra. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Double entendre. Double entendre. Double entendre. I guess he is feeling, we kind of see this when he's talking to Lila. He's feeling like he got rejected by Lila. He's feeling pretty He's definitely low, in a vulnerable place. Yeah. 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 And Tyra's like, here, let me buy this magazine for you. And that's it. That's all they needed. <laughs> that's all it takes. Bars low. Bars low. Yeah. Bars low. Suddenly they're chummy. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then we cut right to Lila seeing where Jason can feel his feel her kisses. Oh yeah, 
They're feeling a little saucy. She's like, can you feel that? <laughs> and then Lila. I know, it's a little cringy. It's a little cringy. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't love it. All of the like Lila Jason hookup scenes in the hospital are, are a little hard <laughs> to watch. Cringy. Yes. Well, I was going to say we love the FNL film style, but the like close ups in the. Oh, the, yeah. the smackiness. Uh, no. I don't no. need to hear the saliva. No, it's a no, lot. Thank you. But that is also when we see Lila just like straight up lie to Jason. Did not love yes, that. Yes, we did. No, I didn't either. And he was pretty and upfront. He was like, I saw you in the parking lot. Like, he nailed it right on the head and she just totally gaslit him. Yeah. And was like almost angry with him, which yeah, not cool, Lila. Yeah. Didn't love that. Okay. But the biggest thing about this whole episode that breaks my heart is <sighs> Smash and his mama. I know. It's so, so uncomfortable. In this episode, so last episode, we learned that after that um, really bad game that Smash had, that he went and started buying steroids. And uh, he asked his mom for money and he lies about it being for the SAT. Oh, my heart. Like, and mom... she's like, baby, we cannot afford that. Yeah. Ugh. And yeah, then the church, the church scene is just oh so heartbreaking. I know because you just see it on his face, and he's like, "What have I done?" I know. Well, and this is kind of what we switch over from, like Smash, like feeling all this pressure to support his family and like taking drastic measures, and then like it, it getting really real and him being like, "Fuck, what am I doing?" Exactly. He's like in too deep. Right. But to oh, yeah. lighten the mood a little bit via Smash, I love this when he. Goes into the Alamo freeze and first asks Matt about a job. Look, no, a man needs money. Hey, hey, Matt. What's going on? What's up, baby? Looking sharp in that hat. Oh, man, shut up. Yeah, pimping, pimping. He goes pimping, pimping. (laughs) (laughs) Pimping, 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 pimping. That's great. Love that. And then we have the Matt and Julie follow up about the date. Oh my gosh, we Landry love was, Landry. Yeah, we didn't get a lot of Landry, but I loved his line. He's like, uh, what, is, what does he say? He's like, uh, the girl is the X value you, you got to solve, solve for. And then when she walks in, he's like, all right, pop quiz. <laughs> yeah, I did think it was kind of cute, the like um, role reversal of Matt now being Smash's like boss <laughs> and teaching him how to do the ice cream swirls and stuff. <laughs> so then Lila goes over to Tim's house to tell him that Jason knows. And we, Mal and I both love Tyra's stank face at Lila when she leaves. Oh, yeah, she Such does. Because Tyra's face. at the house. Deal some serious stank. Yeah. Serious stank is served. Before we move on from Smash applying, I loved when he goes, I mean, just the fact that he talks in the third person in general. Yeah. Uh, but yes. when he's like, can you get the Smash an app? <laughs> Matt's like, what? Like an application? <laughs> Can you speak English? <laughs> uh. righty. So, so yeah. So Lila co- comes to see Tim and she's like, he knows. And Tim is just kind of pissed. He's like, well, like you dumped me. So I don't know what you want. Right. Like, well, this, this is her him. problem now, I guess, kind of. Yeah. 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 Jason knows. He <laughs> Jason knows. He knows. <laughs> oh, hey, Tyra. So then we move on, and this is when we hear that Jason wants to play quad rugby. And yeah, it is very soon after his accident, and I get that he wants to, like, have a purpose again, but it's kind of selfish, I think. I agree. Yeah. 
and like Mal said, like the the risk is so high. Yeah. Yeah. But I I loved the clip coming in and like this felt real real to me as well. Just in my history, guys, we're just gonna be talking about it now. Um, yeah. <laughs> Like, I remember being in treatment because I was in high school and being like, I really like I want to go to prom. I want to go to the Vampire Weekend concert, which I think we talked about in a recent episode. Um, Yeah. And for me, it's all like, we can do it right. You know, I'm having fun. I'm like, come on. And then the doctor comes in and it's no games. They're like, no, this is the real consequences. The real consequences, you never can use your hands again. Real consequences are you get sick and you die. Real consequences, you know, like coming in with that level of reality felt really real. Um, and I think yeah. definitely like gave Jason some some pause. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's moments in your life where you're like, I, I don't want to diminish my quality of life just because there's risk in this, because then what's the point? But it's also, yeah, it's balancing that with the reality of how big of a risk that is. When it's so soon. And then like when we see yeah. him play, you can see Tim in the stands kind of being like, oh, my God. Yeah. He's like, oh, I don't like this. Also, I was wondering, how the hell do they not smash their hands with all that wheelchair crashing? I know. I know. And those those quad rugby chairs, they look like they've, they're made out of like trash, like trash can tops. I know. <laughs> yes. Oh, and I wanted to say, Mallory, I felt like the moment when Coach Taylor comes over to Jason um, and they're both like riding in those wheelchairs. It made me think of our grandma was in a wheelchair since we were born and so we'd go over there and she would has like an extra one and we always like get in it and roll around (laughs) yeah okay I'm glad you bring that up because I pulled a clip one of my favorite moments so like in this episode we get to see a lot more of like Jason and Herc's relationship growing and like their budding friendship and sort of how Herc is teaching my mom's gonna sneeze (laughs) bless you bless you Miss R mouse says bless you Um, And we get to see their relationship developing, but we also get to see Herc kind of teaching Jason independence and that like you don't have, you know, like they're talking about Lila and he's like, you don't have to scrape for the bottom of the barrel just because you're a cripple because Jason's like, she's all I have, even though she's cheating on me. And Herc is like, you don't have to scrape the bottom of the barrel. And then right in that moment, we see them fall out of their wheelchair wheelchairs and Herc just gets playful about it and I, I pulled the clip so I'll play it but oh it's so just good. showing yeah. him that like okay yeah you're a cripple who just fell out of your wheelchair but like let's like what do we got to do we just got to scream for the guy to come help us and right. I just like really loved that moment of of Herc teaching Jason kind of how to be confident and how to like um, understand what you can ask for and what you deserve even as like somebody who is crippled okay right. here I'm gonna play that little I just love Love this scene so much. You can cut out the breathing. <laughs> She's all I got, man. She could bust my balls. Just because we're crippled, don't mean we have to take the crumbs. So what you got? Got some secret way we, we get back up on the chairs now? Uh, yeah, I do. Call Phil. Phil! 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 Phil
so good. I just, I loved that scene. And just seeing them, like, being joyful was really sweet. Well, yeah, because it's also, like, that really uh, parallel moments of the reality of your situation and then it also being hilarious at the same time. Right. Yeah. Which is obviously a dynamic that, like, uh, we also strike in, in, in my life as well. Yeah, for sure. Okay, what do we, let's talk about um, Billy and Tim coming to dinner. Yes, we loved Billy bringing knives over <laughs> as, like a, <laughs> as like a gift. Classic <laughs> but idiot gift. <laughs> exactly. She's like, oh, thanks. But I did. I, he I like picked him up at. He like picked him up at the at the grocery store like checkout line. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that was a really big hiccup. That was get it. That's a big one. That's a big one. I alluded um, to this at the beginning of the episode that I like. I was happy that Mal was on for this episode because when you know Billy being like, yeah, so Tim had a really good game, like you know, didn't he, you know, and Tim's like, I don't know. and that's very much Mallory, like advocating for me in like theater and in music and me being like, I don't know. It, was, it was fun. It was fun. Like since we were children, that has been the dynamic. So that was, that made me laugh. That is kind of, oh, I didn't even think about that. So Mal, Mal's Billy and, and your Tim mom. Yes. <laughs> that's cute. The very end when he comes home and he's like, here's some dinner. Here's yep. a beer. Like, it's going to be okay. Yes, that moment was very real too. Especially yep. since we live together right now in a one bedroom. Yes. We do. Not even a one bedroom, a studio. We live in a bed. We live well, in a bed. And you have a, we live in a bed and you have a little sprained ankle right now. So I might need to go get you some frozen peas. Yes. Oh yeah. Monica, Monica is injured as well. Y'all, we are just on the DL for we sure. Hot mess. Killing it. Hot mess express. Yeah. I okay, just called I, the podiatrist today. <laughs> Left him a message. So got posted. <laughs> I should have pulled the this clip for Tammy time, but I love when, when she, uh, coach is like, well, the Riggins boys are coming over for dinner. And she's like, well, what am I going to cook? Slaughter a goat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we do get to learn a little bit more about Tim and Billy's dad, like parent situation. Yeah. And the sweet moment of Tim being like, well, you know, he sends money and stuff. And Billy's like, yeah, he sent like two checks, you know, yeah, he sent that like twice. Right. And like that, but it's just so sad because you know that Tim is embarrassed around coach and wants him to think mm-hmm. that he has a dad that cares about him. And it's, and Billy's old enough to be like, you know what? I've just gotten over it at this point. Right. And I think that's a normal yeah. dynamic we see, I mean, in TV, but also in real life, like with parental issues where the older sibling like has a, a better understanding of what actually happened and the realities of, of the parents' treatment. And the younger sibling tends to still have like, more of an emotional attachment because they weren't necessarily old enough to really understand like the abuse or the neglect that was really going on. So I feel like we see totally. that here. Yeah, yeah that, that whole dinner was pretty cute and awkward. Yes. Mal and I's dad is also on a driving range and doesn't really love us. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the comparison ends there. I'm like, so how, am I, how am I supposed to, am, am I furthering dynamic. this lie? Right. Are we going <laughs> to keep going with this bit? No. <laughs> Um, yeah, but no. So yeah, so we get to kind of finally understand why Tim and Billy are just like latchkey kids. <laughs> they haven't really gotten into that yet. Yeah. So then I wrote, I guess Jason's training is implied for quad rugby because he's just like it goes from him being like I want to play to him playing, playing. and like yeah, knowing how a, to play. Yeah, I feel like yeah, this they episode some made skip, a, some steps. This episode made a couple of leaps. In fact, there was actually yeah. a moment when I 
went back and checked to see if I skipped one because like the Tyra and Tim thing happened real fast. The quad right. thing happened real fast. We did a lot of hurry up, hurrying up in this uh, episode we did. a little bit. Which I, yeah, I was kind of like, oh, we're already here. But it was kind of an episode. Like you said, it's not a filler episode. It was one that was kind of got to these points where like, okay, we really, we just need to get there. Like, yeah, Jason needs yeah. to find out. Like, Tyra and Tim need to kind of get back yeah, together for a little bit. You know, there's just moments that we're like, okay, I'm glad we're we're here now. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so after the dinner, well, so, okay, for first of all, I loved Coach visiting Jason and kind of seeing that they still have that bond. Like, when, when Jason's talking to his uh, occupational therapist or whatever, um, he's pushing rugby and stuff. But when he's talking to Coach, he's like, do you think I'm ready? And he's like, really yeah. fatherly, um, like, speaking to him in a really fatherly way and we see that that sort of trust is still yeah yeah I like that too I really love that moment and that coach you know he was like this is a risk but it's your decision and kind of Mm -hmm. left it up to him which I liked totally so we've seen Mr. Badass Saracen stand up once to those bullies when he threw the first punch but now we get to see him again he like really confronts Smash about pulling cash from the register He's like, I vouched for you, man. Like, come on. It's still a little bit timid, but it's he he definitely doesn't let him off the hook. Right. And you like really feel for him because we've like learned a lot about Matt's backstory and how much like he's literally supporting his family with this job. And so, you know, he has the upper hand here where he's like, you can't just like I vouch for you. You cannot just come in here and like fuck around and like flirt with the girls and steal from the register. Like this is. This is for real. Yeah. Yeah, I liked that this episode established their relationship more fully and made Matt kind of on more of an even playing ground because he's like, before Smash was the star of the football team, he was the backup quarterback who worked at Alamo Freeze. And now he's like, no, dude, we're we're equals. (laughs) Um, Okay, one of my other favorite uh, parts of this episode was, I mean, I loved Julie and and. Coach T talk about Matt, but the fact yeah. that they're in the garage playing ping pong brought back I know. so many memories. Do y'all remember our ping pong table in the garage? Yes, yes. I thought about that. I was like, gonna put that in Texas things, but again, it is not a Texas That's thing just to play ping pong. Things. <laughs> right, it's just childhood things. So growing up, um, at my my house was like right by our high school, so it was kind of our like watering hole, um, and we had this <laughs> just like kind of scantily built non-regulation uh ping pong table in the in the garage that we would go play on all night long and so this scene was like hardcore memories of just like garage ping pong and i love i love that little casual casual dynamic yes i pulled the scene if we want to play it yeah you can go you you play it i also love that he's having this moment with her while they're playing ping pong you know that's such a instead of them just like sitting down in the living room like having this kind of big talk with the distraction of ping pong so it's not so awkward right well it's good it's just another example of like really good writing and how they make the show feel so lived in and that it's just so natural like a real natural way that a father and daughter especially at at that age would have a conversation like that yes exactly i'm supposed to give you some fatherly and wise advice at this time in your life Listen up. If you're wondering if a boy is thinking about you, he's not. 
He's thinking about sex or he's hungry. There's the only two options. Are you trying no, to be I'm funny? Not Listen to me. Boys think about sex every single minute of the day. That's what they do. That's why they lie. They're going to leave you waiting around for them to call, and they won't call. They're going to be cruel, and they're going to be misleading. And your mother wanted me to add this, that by and large, football players are the worst offenders. However, I think that it pretty much crosses all lines. You done? You are beautiful. You are sensitive. You are sweet, and I don't want to see you get hurt. Um, I know I love that scene. I mean, it was funny to hear Coach Taylor's like view on boys, but um, yeah. And she, and she's like, Dad he kind of goes there. I mean, I don't know if I don't know if our dad would ever have fully been like all boys think about is sex. Like, yeah, wait, did anybody over? Did anybody get a funny dad talk growing up? Both of our was both more of just our dads, I feel like, are a little awkward about that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think it was more like once we started to be interested in bo- like date, like high school kind of dating and stuff. It yeah. was like it was a little bit like open door policy. Like if you go upstairs, the door needs to be open. Like that kind yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah. More like rules, but not like this is how a like man's a mind works. Yes, my favorite moment though was when our granddad, so dad's dad who loved to just had no filter in the eighth grade. I think we had just gotten our MacBook desktop and it was like set up downstairs and it had that like trailers um, icons. You could watch all the new trailers and Juno was one of the newer ones. So I was just like watching it in the kitchen and he comes up and sits down and starts watching it with me. And I'm like, uh. oh, no. and then it kind of finished and he was like, Oh, that movie's interesting or whatever. And he goes, but you know, like to wait till you're married, right? Like, just gotta, and I was like, I don't think I've heard this story. Yeah, I was like, that's hilarious. Yep, granddad, goodbye. <laughs> yes, granddad, goodbye. He also just, played like nipple when we played Scrabble. I think. Oh my god, he, just, he liked to go there. Yeah, I think the crass. only like memorable talk I got from dad was. And I don't even remember what he said. I just remember him being so uncomfortable that I was uncomfortable for him. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think, okay, I think it was after, it was in seventh grade. We can bleep out this name. But it was after, uh, and I got oh. caught um, to having some saucy texting. I mean, as saucy as it gets in eighth grade. Like, I want to yeah. kiss you at the park. Um, <laughs> and um, I remember that was back when, Good old mom and pop were tracking my text messages. <laughs> that was a thing. Um, and I remember we were in the car or something. And a mom, my mom had talked to me about it. That was like a more productive conversation. But then I'm sure she was like, John, you got to say something too. You're the dad. And he was like, oh, God. And I just remember we were driving somewhere and he was, it was so short. And he was so like visibly uncomfortable. And he was just like, you, you know, you can't. You can't let the boys talk to you like that. You gotta, you know, stay stay where you're comfortable. And, and it was just like a long bunch of pauses in between. And I was just like, Dad, please stop, please stop, please stop. And then he was like, All right, you you got the message, you got it. And I was like, Sure, sure. <laughs> if 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 I say yes, will you stop talking? Yes. And I could tell he was relieved too. He was like, All right, okay, that's that's done. <laughs> 
my, my favorite is when I would try to subtly imply to my dad that I was in pain because of my period. And I'd be like, he's like, why are, are you okay? And I'm like, my stomach hurts. And he'd be my, like, did you eat something hurts. funny? Or I'm like, no, no, dad, my, my stomach hurts. And he would just be like, well, did you eat something? And I'd be like, no, it's my period. <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. I'm like, I tried. I tried to make it more oh comfortable gosh. for you. <laughs> no, but Coach T, Coach T was pretty smooth. Yeah. I liked his talk. I mean, yeah. it is a little reductive uh, boys wise, yeah. but I think that is, is the best advice that you can give a teenage girl. Yeah. I think he's going over and above and beyond. Just, yeah. I think yeah. there, there's the scare tactic of like, if boys look at you a wrong way, you could get pregnant. Like, right. you know, it's like, let's just be totally extreme right. so that they won't. But also kind of makes sense because like do. he is around the boys, like in their most tribal state. So like, I get True. that that is his like go to, like that's where their brain is at. Right. Yeah. And ladies, remember, we must not tempt our brothers in Christ. Oh God. We mustn't. It is Wait, on what us. Is that? <laughs> that is like what we learned at Kanakuk. <laughs> oh God. That's just a, that's, that's again, generalizing, uh, right. purity talk, but there's definitely yes. that Women. kind of thing going around as well. <laughs> God forbid they control their own damn eyeballs. Exactly. <laughs> I like, um, I liked her response to him being like, you're beautiful. You're this and that. And that she just goes, sweet. love you too, dad. You know? No. Yeah. And that she, he said that she's sensitive. I just thought it's, it's cute when a dad gives a really specific comment, you know, like every mm-hmm. dad thinks his daughter's beautiful or sweet, right. you know, but saying just adding that sensitive part was just really sweet. to Yes. Me. And always yeah. following like talking about boys and, and like getting that uncomfortable stuff all out of the way. But like, I feel like sometimes the dads forget to you know, remind the daughter that like, they're the ones that are special. So I love that he ended it on the like, you are beautiful and special. And like, this is why I'm having this conversation with you. Not just because like, boys are vicious, and you're a girl, like it's because you right. are the special part of this. Yes. Yes. So oh, and I love you are my precious. <laughs> I loved he my precious. <laughs> when he's in the middle of his speech, I don't know if you caught it, he very subtly kills a mosquito on his neck. Which was oh, very really? Texas-y. Oh, very that, Texas. Yeah, that was pretty Texas. Yeah. <laughs> Love me some some good mesquite. Mesquite. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I was just going to say, should we wrap up with <laughs> that know. like final um, Tim and Jason tossing some punches? Yeah, let's do it. And before I play this clip, I loved when Coach Taylor goes, I'm very, what does he say? I'm very good at communicating with the women folk. <laughs> <laughs> I am aware of the effect I have on women. <laughs> I've loved all. Have you seen those memes going is, around um, for like Charles uh, Minor on The Office? Yes, the yeah. memes going around uh, uh, like about pumpkin. It's like pumpkin spice. I am aware of the f- effect that I have on women. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> so this is the last scene when the truth comes out, and then it also goes into uh, Tim going home to Billy. So we'll listen. Yeah. To this. Good game, yeah, yeah, Sparky. Yeah. See you back at the ranch. Hey, rookie, you didn't suck, man. That is the six I know. Man, I tell you, those hits, I gotta take some notes. Great game, man. Tell you what, man. Get up, Riggins. Get up and fight me, huh? Come on, you coward. Come on, hit me! You're my girl, you're not ready to fight me, huh? Jason! Don't you dare, Lila. Don't you dare. Come on, look me in the face. I want you. Jason! Come back here. Come back here! Jason! You gonna steal a cripple's girl, but you won't find a cripple? Jason! Huh? You coward! You're a coward, Riggins! Always will be! 
Go. Go. Go! That's you. Jay. I mean, first too. of all, we get to see, I mean, like Jason really like get to let loose that, that fight that hurt brought out of him, you know, a couple episodes yeah. ago. Um, and we get to see, I, I mean, I just love that they go, I mean, obviously Tim is at fault, like he is totally fucked up, yeah. but like to see him go home and his brother just understand that, you know, like, even though he's in the wrong and he's made mistakes that he just like really needs that, he, that he's just like been through so much and he needs a brother and he needs some quiet and he needs somebody to just like take care of him for a second. Exactly. Like I love yeah. that those scenes were right after each other because yeah, Jace, he deserves to be punched in the face and called a coward because he's been a total yes, coward yes. in every single way. But then, yeah, you have the very next scene of yeah. F- family accepts all your faults and takes you where yeah. you are. And so I loved that those were back to back. I think that's what I love about the show so much is that there's no, every, every character is, is a full person. And, and Mm -hmm. like you see that even though they're all flawed, there's, there's just so much to each of them. And like, they're so, they're so complex. And like, you know, that obviously, yeah, Tim majorly screwed up, but like, you know why, I mean, you know where he's coming from and and like the, the complexity that of his home life, you know? Totally. And that's like a part of, I mean, I know we talk about every time, but like the democratizing of the, like the democratization of, of how they write this show, there is no good guy. There's like, Tim isn't the bad guy. Jason isn't the good guy. Like we, we get to see, and again, like this episode, you couldn't point out one person who the episode is about. Um, and it's just also it's mixed so well we understand who's done wrong but we understand why we we feel empathy for Tim we feel empathy for for Jason and um, we just get to see so much depth from every single character that it's just again just points to such strong character development yeah yeah so Carly and I almost so I've book smart I've seen maybe 15 times and Carly hasn't seen yet. And we talked about, we're going to watch it. We're going to watch it. We're going to watch it together either remotely or in person. But that is something that I love about it is they take those high school archetypes and just totally Mm -hmm. flip them on their head and make them really complicated. And Friday night lights does that as well. 
And we we also get to be left on a little bit of a cliffhanger because we don't know what's going to go down with Jason and Lila. Yep. So that I, I liked ending on that. I also kind of feel like really only the only thing Jason's going off of is seeing them have that lingering hug, which right, but it was not so really clear. Well, yeah, I just feel like it's interesting that I feel like he when Lila denied it, he was like, okay, yeah, and maybe he was in a little bit of denial himself, but I think Herc really was like, yep. no, dude, you need to trust your instincts. Yeah. Your instincts are right on this one. And then, so then when he sees them at the game together, and I'm going to rip rip him a new one. I'm going to punch him in the face, right. which was well, a really sweet moment. And yeah. part of that was Herc encouraging him, saying, like, just because you're a cripple, like, doesn't mean you get the crumbs. Like, stand up for yourself, yeah. man. It's really, it's really been fun to be on this journey with you all because I truly haven't watched this show since high school. I mean, it's been... High school, really? Yeah, maybe like 15, I'm aging myself, but yeah, it's been, <laughs> it's been over a decade, I, I feel. Wow. So it's fun to, to I have forgotten a lot. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it's been so, so fun, fun to get to rehash it with you. At the beginning, yeah, I I noticed them because I'm big. Carly and I share this. We're, we're film um, nerds, too. I really love yeah. to watch like, you know, different like um, consistent. Yeah. yeah. And just see how they're shooting and what they're picking up and what the nuances. And I definitely noticed right off the bat that they zoomed in on the peas, the frozen peas at the grocery store. Yeah. And I was like, I wrote it down. I was like frozen peas. And then later, frozen that's peas. what he uses. <laughs> that's what he uses to to, um, you know, give to Tim to nice. Uh, I didn't catch that know, one. I just it was kind of a joke. I like I kind of jokingly was like frozen peas. Like I should write this down. Like frozen we were peas. sitting down to like watch it and I was going to make notes. But so I was kind of joking. But it clearly had some significance. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I loved ending on that little cliffhanger. We don't, we don't get to see yet what goes on with Jason and Lila, but overall such a great episode. We get to see Herc building up Jason into like having enough confidence to really confront Tim, but we also get to empathize with Tim and understand more of their backstory and, and, um, and then also get a little bit of fun, uh, Julie and Matt moments. Yeah. Um, shall we rate? Shall we rate our app? Yeah, I had like one just funny stray. Oh yeah, let's do some stray. Stray obsies. Um, stray obsies. First of all, the steroid lady makes me think of Topanga. From oh my World. god! <laughs> <laughs> because I if y'all didn't know, that actress became a bodybuilder. <laughs> Wait, does she really in real life? She's she's scarily ripped, and we were like, we find that so gross. <laughs> I know. I don't love the like huge ripped lady. No. No, oh, yeah, I'll send you a picture and we'll post it. The actress that played Topanga became a bodybuilder. She is in real life. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. yeah I forgot. I also had a stray observation about the, the steroid, <laughs> the just like random giant steroid lady. Yes. And then I put, I love the cardboard cutout of just like generic hot girl in the Riggins house. I thought that it was Tyra. <laughs> yeah. At first. <laughs> we definitely were like, that is so disturbing. They're like fighting it. It's just this woman's body it kind of yeah, like me a of, beach model it kind of reminded me of michael scott's uh uh beer lady neon sign in the dinner party episode <laughs> yes 100 percent. so mallory we the way we rate is one to ten and then we pick something from the episode um as our little scale marker so yeah i really like this episode i like that the truth comes out that we get to these moments that we've been dying to get to. And even though they feel a little rushed, I'm glad we're here. So I'm going to give this a 7.5 out of 10 frozen peas. Damn it. I knew you're going to do frozen peas. Uh, okay. We can um, if you want to think. 
I also really liked this episode. Um, I thought that we moved. I mean, it kind of bothered me that we like jumped forwards and skipped some information about like Tim and Tyra and quad rugby and maybe so like sometimes those writing flaws get under my skin a tiny bit but other than that I loved the way it progressed um and moved forwards I'm gonna give it a mm, I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten Tyra stank faces perfect (laughs) hello check okay um (laughs) so Okay, as soon as you said rate one to 10 before I knew kind of what y'all were thinking, I actually was thinking like an eight. Um, I feel like it's a lot of plot furthering and character development and a healthy dose of drama and comedy. I laughed a lot, but also (laughs) a healthy dose of each. Like, I feel like I really felt something with especially like Herc and and Jason and then... Mm -hmm you know, the stuff with the Riggins and, and I loved the scene with, uh, coach and Julie. Yeah. And let's see, I'm going to say my word is pong. Eight out of 10, <laughs> eight out of 10 pong. Pongs. Did you, do you want to say ping pongs? Ping pongs? Just pongs, I guess. Pong. Like pong short for ping pong. Yeah. But I can say ping pong. <laughs> eight out of 10 ping pong yay <laughs> okay let's do a couple of plugs really quick um so first of all um y'all can follow us at tx forever pod on instagram and twitter please we've said this before but y'all get on the twitter we need some yeah. followers and we need your help and if you follow i will literally shout you out in a tweet and i did that because we got one new follower and i was so excited oh did we have any itunes reviews to shout out i kind of forgot to check we didn't have any new ones this time I checked. Okay. So yeah, go onto iTunes, Apple Podcasts, um, write us a review. We'll give you a little shout out on the show. They they, they really help um, us boost just like algorithmically um, really helps the show. Uh, pause one sec. One, well, like two seconds. Um, so yes, leave us an iTunes review. We'll give you a little plug. Um, and then the last little tidbit um, is that we have some special news that we're going to be sharing with y'all soon um, about a guest that we are going to have on the show. Um, It is somebody who has played a big character. We're not going to tell you who it is. We're going to leave it a surprise, but um, we are super excited to tell y'all that we have a very exciting guest uh, coming on the pod soon. So y'all stay tuned. We got great stuff on the way. Um, I've got, you know, some rehab to go to, some spinal cord stuff to do. So just lots to keep up with. (laughs) But yeah, so we're super excited about that. And yeah, this is what I texted Carly after I heard the news that in the words of Tyra, something like this shouldn't happen to a good person like you. (laughs) And um, I love you so much. And I love y'all. Yeah, I'm excited to love you both. keep going. Love you, Mr. Outledge. And I'm going to let Carly see her brother because she hasn't been able to see him yet. And he's yeah, our, our audio Wobby editor Wob, who, or engineer. Yeah, our little audio engineer is uh, waiting outside my hospital room right now to come in. So we're, we're going to let him in. Um, but y'all keep listening and we're going to sign off. Clear eyes. Full hearts. Can't lose. lose. Okay. Love you guys. Okay. Bye. bye. Love you.
Town.